Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. If you're a long-time listener of the show, you might hearken back to episode 295, where I interviewed a woman named Trina Felber about how to feed your skin. And it's been too long since she's been back on the show because I'm really interested in oral health. You didn't think I was going to say health, did you? No, I was. Now, oral health is something that changes your microbiome in a major way, and so many people do it wrong. I mean, really wrong, changing nitric oxide, all this stuff. So I was looking for an expert who could come in and talk about what's going on in your mouth and how to avoid major problems, major health problems that come from your mouth. And Trina is the person to do that because she's a RN and uh, I mean, you have all sorts of letters after your name that basically mean you've studied medical stuff, uh, all of which I don't know. But I also, because I've known you for, she's like six or seven years, I know that you go really, really deep in this. And the whole point of, of Bulletproof Radio is I find people who are uniquely knowledgeable, go really deep, who are kind of obsessive about certain things. And then we pick their brains and everyone gets to benefit. It's a conversation I would have anyway. So you're all about this oral health. You have some crazy stuff with lights and other things that avoid the common pitfalls. And I just want to pick your brain on that in this episode. So all about whiter, stronger teeth, your immune system, your skin. Uh, maybe we'll even talk about pooping. What do you think? Oh, pooping is always a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't and think I was going to go there, did you? Coffee makes you poop, right? <laughs> <laughs> For some people it does, but you, only if they need to. That's right. It's detoxifying. I'm excited to be here. I love talking about mouth. Mouthing off with you is going to be great. There you go. All right. You're a nurse and you're super into the mouth. How do you go from holding people's hands in medical settings to, I know nurses do a lot more than that, but like, how, do you, how did you make the transition to just like, I care about my teeth and my tongue and all that? Yeah. Well, you know, everything happens because of a personal journey or something that happens personally. So when, you know, Mia, our daughter, uh, when Mia was two years old, she had a tooth come in with a natural cavity in it. And we were eating healthy. You know, this was pre bulletproof days, really. Oh, this you're was, eating kale, huh? Yeah, we were eating kale. No, we weren't. <laughs> we were eating healthy, you know, not much sugar. She was only two. And uh, so anyway, uh, we when that when we were brushing her teeth that one night, we looked at it and we were like, oh my gosh, what's that? We start freaking out. It's a molar. So we take her to the dentist and the dentist takes one look at it and he says, you know what? That's a natural cavity. It developed in utero. I didn't even know this could happen as a nurse, but um, it developed in utero. I must have had some sort of like flash um, viral infection or something happened the instant that tooth was being developed. So he looked at it and he said, you know, that tooth needs a filling. We'll put a temporary filling in it. He goes, but chances are it's going to have to be pulled within one year. The filling that we're going to put in is temporary because she's two. It's most likely going to fall out every two to three months. And every time it falls out, we'll decide is now the time to pull the tooth or should we um, put another filling in it? So as we were leaving, the temporary filling was in. Uh, He says, you know what? We did what we could. We'll just hope for the best. And I thought, you know what? This mama and this nurse isn't going to (laughs) hope for the best. I'm going to do my research because I was already making skincare products. I hadn't dabbled in dental yet. But I was, you know, interested. So I thought, I I know that every tooth is connected through a meridian to organs in the body. And I knew that if we had to pull that tooth by the age of three, 
that there could be a disconnect and it could even affect the permanent molar that would come in. So okay, I, I'm going to pause you there for a second because you said something that has now triggered at least half of people listening. The teeth are connected to the meridians in the body. So what is a meridian in the body and how are teeth connected? Because I, I want to get over that hump so that people can keep listening to everything else you say. So when you think about a meridian, you think about um, a connection. It's almost like, um, I, I don't want to say a nerve connection, but if you think about it as a nerve. So each organ is assimilated to a tooth. So technically, if you have a toothache, that tooth is connected to a specific organ in your body, which might be signaling to you that there's a problem with that organ. So, and, and each tooth is connected to something different. When you look at the, if you Google tooth meridians, it'll show you what's also can happen is if you have uh, like something, a pain in your stomach, if you, if you look at what tooth that's connected with, it might, the stomach pain might be telling you that there's a problem with that tooth. There might be an abscess, um, cavity, something going on with that tooth. So it goes both ways. And if you if you pull the tooth, which is why um, when you have root canals done, um, it kind of takes away from that um, connection, the body and the tooth connection. For people listening to the show who don't believe that, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys, I didn't believe this either 20 years ago. And it has now been proven in my own life and some of the, the great masters that I know um, of dentistry and even neurology talk about teeth and proprioception and how your front four teeth are tied into your nervous system because they're neural crest derived unlike the rest of your teeth and how even something like scoliosis can come from your teeth because your brain doesn't know where it is. And so there is real science behind A, meridians. We can measure them now. 20 years ago, we couldn't, and people would make fun of acupuncturists. Now we're like, oh, yeah, that's real. And, and so I just want you to, even if you're saying, I don't know what she just said, just take it with a grain of salt, but let's proceed with, with the rest of what happened in your story. But I just know some people are like, I just don't get that. That's too much. I didn't know teeth were connected, and I didn't even know there were meridians, or I don't believe in them. So they're directly connected to your nervous system, even if you still don't like meridians. And if you're not going to believe me, you're not going to believe Trina. This isn't the episode for you, and that's okay. All right, go ahead, Trina. All right, so uh, when we were leaving, he says, you know, we'll hope for the best. So I decided I'm not going to hope for the best. If there's something I could do to help keep that tooth as healthy as possible, I'm going to do it. So I did my research. I started, um, I I actually found Dr. Weston A. Price. and I pretty much developed my entire product line based off of his research. So what I found was when he discovered the oral health of people in third world countries, when you look at National Geographic and you see those big, like huge smiles, like their mouths are huge, their jaws are big, and their teeth are bright white. And then if you take a deeper look at them, like a closer look, most of them are healthy. They don't suffer from diabetes. They don't suffer from um, heart disease. They're not obese. Like they look healthy. So what he discovered was that the soil that they were eating from and the foods that they were eating were creating health inside the mouth, allowing the microbiome um, and and the um, dental health, uh, the minerals that you need to reestablish the minerals in your teeth that you lose. All of that came from the soil and the foods that they were eating. So what I did was I went and created a product based off of his research to keep your mouth alkaline, to replace the minerals, and to reestablish the microbiome. So basically, um, I what I did is uh, create a dirty mouth tooth powder. She used it, and she that tooth that was really supposed to be pulled within a year 
fell out naturally at the age of 11. So I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. And we never had that temporary filling. That one original temporary filling was still in place. By by the way, dirty mouth tooth powder is like the best product name ever. That is so funny. Um, I actually use it. This is the, the primal life, dirty mouth tooth powder. My kids use it. You guys added CBD though recently, but I can't, I can't smell the difference anyway, but it's still, it smells good. Yeah, we have one version that has the CBD in it. Oh, okay, that's and the, the CBD, one that I, Yeah, and the CBD you is for your gum tissue. It, we put it in there more for your gums. It's not necessarily okay. for your enamel, but it's for your gums to reduce inflammation. Let's talk for a minute more about Weston A. Price. And I think a lot of listeners know who that is, um, but Weston A. Price was just mentioned by James Nestor when he was on the show. Um, he was on, on talking about breathing, his recent book, Breath. And he's saying, oh, Weston A. Price figured this out. If you read the Bulletproof Diet from 2014 when it came out, even some of my first blog posts, I'm like, hey, guys, ancient knowledge uh, from the way things used to be about how they're supposed to be that's come forward. And if you look at Mark Sisson's work, uh, you look at a lot of the modern things, even a lot of my friends in the carnivore movement, um, who most of whom need to take supplements too. Hey, guys, wake up. Uh, Anyway, sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, Anyway, what's going on there? is uh, uh, ancient knowledge that wasn't just dentistry. It was about the whole soil to whatever thing, uh, soil to mouth, to gut, to everything. And so um, you mentioned him kind of just in passing, but this is one of the the people on whose shoulders we are all standing right now. And you took his work and took it down a dental path, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah, uh, Weston A. Price he was, I mean, it was early 1900s yeah. when he found all that, and way before his time. Um, you know, in my opinion, when we're just now realizing the impact of his his work and and the path, like we could have we could have really helped people, you know, from early 1900 all the way on. But in finding his research, you know, I also when when the my kids were born or young, I I used his formulas. He's got so much research, and I used his formulas for um, baby. Um, baby uh, formula um, to feed my kids, which was awesome. We, we did too. In fact, it was in the Better Baby book. It was like, oh, here's here's why there's raw liver in this <laughs> thing that you give a baby. Here's why there's raw egg yolks. Oh, it's uh, because it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, powerful. And, and so I, I just I, I feel like right now we're and in, in the world of biohacking, we're rediscovering stuff that we already knew. Um, whether it's 13th century knowledge about meditation, like oh yeah, someone figured that out, and about breathing. And now about our teeth. Uh, so, so you you worked with this guy, or you're not with him directly because he's not he's passed a long time ago. But you worked with his body of research, and you learned that you could do the impossible with your own family, which is amazing. Like, oh, look, the tooth is healed. What does it look like when a cavity heals? A lot of people listening don't even know a cavity can heal. So, what's the process for that? So, you know, there's three things that you need to have in your dental products in order to make your mouth. um, I I always say it's related to the environment inside your mouth. And if your environment inside your mouth is healthy, then you can heal a cavity. So I get this all the time. Oh, you can't heal a cavity. And I tell people, if you believe that you can heal a bone, if you've ever broken a bone, if you believe you can break or heal a broken bone, then you need to believe that you can heal a cavity. And here's why. It's the exact, your bones are made up of the same minerals, calcium, phosphorus, all sorts of minerals. The difference between your bone and your teeth, in fact, your teeth are actually stronger than your bone, but the difference in the reason why we end up with cavities, which on your bone would basically be, you know, chips in your bone, 
The reason that we end up with cavities is because of the environment that our teeth are in. Our teeth are in an acidic environment the majority of the time. Most of the foods that we're eating are acidic. The dental products that were being sold on the market are creating more acids in your mouth. The more acid you have in your mouth, the more minerals your teeth lose, the more bad bacteria you grow, and the more chance of having what I call leaky gum syndrome or gingivitis. Once you go down that path, you end up with all sorts of health issues that are inflammatory related, including leaky gut syndrome and all of the digestive issues that you might suffer from. So, Even Alzheimer's. Uh, a study just oh, came yeah. out about that. Like the link is very clear that those bacteria in gingivitis uh, are going to make you forget your name when you're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. It's like, yeah, and it's linked to heart disease. It's actually linked to preterm labor. I actually had um, my chiropractor was telling me about a patient of hers that was in uh, preterm labor. She was um, only like 28 weeks and they couldn't figure out why she was having preterm labor. She was basically in bed on her head to keep her baby viable um, and in. And so what they discovered about three weeks into it was that she had severe dental disease and they treated it. And as soon as they treated her dental disease, her preterm labor stopped. She went home and delivered a full-term baby. So it's completely linked to oral health. In fact, the oral health inside your, the mom's microbiome is um, very indicative of what baby's microbiome is going to be like. And if mom has a, um, not so healthy microbiome, then baby is more prone to cavities and um, gingivitis as they get older. And you said something that was really profound and interesting. You said that as a medical professional, no one had ever told you that you get a cavity in the womb and the, the cavity has bacteria in it. So the womb itself isn't sterile. It has its own microbiome. And we didn't know that until just a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not about getting just the, the bacteria that come from uh, the vagina during delivery. It's that inside <laughs> the womb, there are these bacteria. And did you take antibiotics back way back then? I mean, was, was that a part of the situation? Did you knock out your microbiome or were you just eating wrong? Or why, why do you think it happened? When I, when I was pregnant with her, I honestly don't know why it happened. We were eating healthy. You know, it was before paleo. It was right before the paleo movement started. Right. Um, but we were eating pretty healthy, exercising, um, and had ditched sugar. Of course, we were still eating dairy or, or gluten and dairy and those types of things um, until about a, a year later when everything started coming out. So I don't know why it happened. It could be stress-related, too. There's a lot of things that could have been happening. I really wasn't taking antibiotics or anything like that, and I didn't take medications. I've always been a you know natural supplement type of person. Okay. So it's just a, it, it's a fluke that can happen. And usually what happens when a baby ends up with a cavity or a child when, by the time it comes to fruition, it usually happens to both teeth because they're being developed at the same time, both molars, but hers was only one. So I don't know. We were blessed. It, it's interesting. Um, I have two kids and no dental problems at all in the first. Uh, my second one, he had a couple teeth that were really surprising. Um, you know, babies, he's not quite at that age, but when he was five or six that had cavities, I'm like, how could this even be? Like my kids don't really eat sugar and all of that. And the only thing I can, I can guess is that it may have to do with breathing, right? Because you breathe through your mouth a lot, even when you're asleep, that can change the amount of cavities and the angle but we were really mystified because they get their vitamin K2, which Weston Prize called what, like the magic factor. I forget. We had a special name for it, Compound X or something. 
He's saying there's something in fermented butter and cheese and it has magic powers. Yeah, it's K2. You take it with your vitamin D. Um, but so I, even then, I'm, I'm like, how could this be? But the answer is, what do you do? So we had the the tooth. I don't think it was a temporary filling because at that age, like, yeah, we can just put a, a, a white clean filling in that doesn't have uh, mercury or anything like that. And he hasn't had problems ever since. But I was always like, what did I do? And, and the answer is, you don't really know and you're probably not going to. Right. And you know what happens right now? A lot of people with the, the wearing the face masks is mask mouth. I know you've talked a little bit about yeah. mask mouth. People got so mad when I said it. It's like, guys, I'm not going to blindly support something that actually is dumb because cloth masks, they, they sort of ruin your breathing because they make you breathe through the mouth. And right. the evidence shows they increase your risk of respiratory infection. And tell me what they do to your mouth. Oh, yes. In your mouth. So that the mouth breathing will actually dehydrate your mouth a little bit. Prevent your saliva. Your saliva is actually the body secretion no one's talking about. And it is the, it is the secretion in your body that is meant to protect you um, 24-7 when you're not brushing your teeth. And for a couple of reasons, um, saliva is, in hu you know, humans, mammals, we're the only mammal that has digestive enzymes in our saliva. So saliva starts your digestive process. It also contains the minerals in it to remineralize your teeth. It's also what takes whatever's inside your mouth into your gut. So if you're housing bad bacteria inside your mouth, you are feeding and seeding your gut with the wrong bacteria, which could ultimately lead to digestive health issues down the road or currently can make them worse. So um, getting back a little bit to the dental health and what what are we doing wrong? Or can you, what does a healed cavity really look like? So I've had a lot of people, you know, for everybody, it's a little bit different, but um, you can heal a cavity, but it has to be related to the environment inside your mouth. And like I was talking about, the acids inside our mouth are very prevalent with the foods that we eat. Breathing through your mouth, the mask is going to increase the acid level inside your mouth. It's going to cause dehydration. So you need to drink more to keep your mouth moist and to support your saliva. But your the dental products for me need to have three things. When I built my products based off of Dr. Weston A. Price, mm -hmm. these were the three takeaways that I took away. So when you're brushing your teeth, what I want you to look at is what you're using and see if they satisfy these three things. Because if they don't satisfy these three things, all you're doing is cleaning your teeth. And what you're probably doing is overcleaning them and destroying your good bacteria. Wow. So you want, yeah, you want to support your good microbiome without destroying, uh, you want to get rid of the bad and not destroy your good. What that looks like in your dental products, you want it to be alkaline. So for me and for most natural products, what a, a signature ingredient to look for would be baking soda. Baking soda is going to okay. make your ingredients or your product that you're brushing with more alkaline. I get this all the time. Can I just brush with um, baking soda? I, I tell people when you travel, if you forget to take your dental product that is healthy for you with you, um, you can brush with baking soda. Most hotels have baking soda because they have a kitchen. So call down, say, can I get a tablespoon of baking soda sent up to my room? You can brush with that, but you don't want to brush long-term with baking soda because it's missing component number two that's essential for good dental health. It's missing any minerals in it. So you want something that has an alkaline component like baking soda, something that has minerals in it. The best from what I, when I was researching Dr. Weston A. Price, the best mm -hmm. minerals are found in clay. They're ions. They're not going to be absorbed by your body, but they are in the right form to be absorbed back into your teeth. 
When your mouth is alkaline, that is when the minerals go back into your teeth. So brushing with something that's alkaline and has minerals means that it's a lock key. So the, the, the mineral has to replace the exact mineral that's lost. Clay has a ton of minerals in it, not just calcium and phosphorus. It's, it's got all the minerals that your teeth need, which is why it can work quickly as long as it contains some baking soda. So if that makes sense, I'll move on. Does that make sense? I want to ask you a question. And I used to have to go to the dentist three times a year to get plaque scraped off my teeth. I mean, literally chunks of it like sand would come off, especially the bottom of my back teeth. Um, what do you think was going on there? Oh, yeah. So that is related to the acids in your mouth and the sugars in your mouth and the bacteria in your mouth, which all comes back to that environment inside your mouth. For most people, it's the acids and the sugar. The sugar and the bacteria create acid. So when you think about bacteria inside your mouth, bi- it's, plaque is basically a biofilm. And mm-hmm. it's, it's creating an environment so that the bacteria can hide underneath. So most of the bacteria will hide under the gum line. What happens in your mouth doesn't stay in your mouth. It's not like Vegas. So once it gets under the gum line, it starts to create gingivitis or leaky gum syndrome and then can cross through your gums when they become leaky into your body. So plaque is typically related to the acids and the sugar and the bacteria. The third component of what I tell people to look for in their dental products is something that's going to pull toxins out of your gum tissue Mm -hmm. because that's where a lot of, like heavy metals, we are exposed to heavy metals in a lot of things that we eat. Um, Even packaging contains heavy metals, some cans and things like that. So foods and water um, can contain some heavy metals, which your gum tissue can actually contain. So by using clay, which is what I love to use, clay is going to help. And activated charcoal can help too. Um, Clay and activated charcoal can actually pull those toxins out of your gum and heal your gums much quicker and then prevent that leaky gum syndrome from starting or happening or getting worse. So plaque, getting back to your plaque question, what most people find when they switch and they do those three things, their dental products contain those three things, what they find is they no longer have plaque. I don't know if you found that, recently, but I quit having plaque uh, years ago when I I changed a lot of things in my diet. For me, one of the big triggers, if you live in a house that has toxic mold, um, Mm -hmm. it changes your kidney excretion of minerals, right? This, and what happens is two little ducts under your tongue where the saliva comes in right against the back of your bottom row of teeth. That was where I would get like a millimeter of plaque. And also I was, because I was healthy, I was eating raw kale and I was eating raw spinach. And anytime I eat those to this day, I'll develop that stuff. And what is going on there is the body's trying to dump oxalic acid and it's acidifying what's going on there. So, so even if you eat raw spinach, like raw spinach salad, you feel that weird dryness on your tongue. Um, that's that same sort of thing. So for me, not eating those things raw uh, and not even eating too many of them cooked was a big thing. And just not being in a, a moldy environment, which causes biofilms to form because mold in the environment uh, is basically that's where antibiotics come from. So then the bacteria in your mouth are like, hey, now I know how to fight you. Like, let's go into defensive mode. So your sinuses change and your mouth changes. And when I fix those things and fix my diet, um, I don't get very much plaque. Like, it's very rare. I mean, I could go forever without needing um, like a hard pick to break the stuff out of there. 
And I remember an episode of Simpsons a long time ago where Lisa was learning the sax and she learned from this guy named Bleeding Gums Murphy. I don't know if you remember that episode. It was a long time ago. <laughs> no, I but don't it was remember. funny. It was like the best name for a character ever. And he's this old saxophone, you know, jazz musician. And uh, he actually, I think, had a heart attack in that episode. And she was sad. There you go, Bleeding Gums. Um, the Simpsons predicts reality way ahead of time. So what, uh, what I found there was my gums had always bled as a kid. They always bled as a young adult. And when I got rid of some of the inflammatory things, it made a difference, but it didn't fix them all the way. But then it was going at it actually from an oral perspective and a systems perspective at the same time really worked. So to stop bleeding gums, what do you say specifically? I mean, you talked about the dirty mouth tooth powder, which has the clay and the baking soda, and I do use that. Um, but I also use, because you send me all the good stuff, I use the gum serum. Um, and I... I didn't have bleeding gums. I haven't had them in quite a while. Unless I have a really bad couple days, I might get like, you know, you're flossing deep and you, you see a little bit, but I would say generally they don't. But I do use the gum serum now. Talk to me about what you would do for gums, for bleeding gums. What's in the serum or what are the other things you should do? Yeah, bleeding gums, um, it, it's a sign to your body that there's something not right going on and you don't want, your gums should not bleed. It shouldn't bleed when you floss. I mean, occasionally, yes, you're going to have a little bit of bleeding. But on a day-to-day -day basis, your gums should be healthy. That's a signal to you that your body is going to be healthy as well. So you want something. I, I like oil-based. Um, I, I know you do too. I love using oils. Um, I, I, you talked about my uh, gum serum, my Dirty Mouth Gum Serum. It's a blend of... Um, Are you yes, there right now? Yes, it's so good. So it's a blend of olive oil. Olive oil is typically what... Um, you should use when you oil cleanse. I know a lot of people do oil cleansing. You have to do you do mean it. like oil pulling? Or oil, oil pulling, yeah, oil pulling. It's a 20-minute process. It, that's the pain point. I know people say you don't have to do it for 20 minutes, but truly when you look at what it what you want it to do, 20 minutes is the time frame. Most people don't know what it is though. Tell, tell me what oil pulling is. So oil pulling is when most people use coconut oil because coconut oil tastes better. Olive oil, if you've ever drank straight olive oil, which I've done for a gallbladder cleanse. Yeah, it's, me too. It's like disgusting, right? right. Like, <laughs> So most people won't use olive oil, but uh, olive oil is actually better for your gums and better at pulling the toxins from your... So oil pulling is when you're swishing oil of some sort in your mouth for 20 minutes to help pull toxins from your gums, to help put nutrients and moisten your gums, keep them soft and moist, and help with your teeth and help with the microbiome. So it's doing everything that I talk about with my dental products. But what I found is if you, you clay does basically the same thing, it's going to pull toxins very quickly. Um, clay and charcoal. So that's why I like brushing with clay because you're going to get that same effect without okay. having to do a 20 minute. The olive oil that I put in my gum serum is going to have the nutrients that you need. It's going to put the moisture back in your gums and it's going to help heal them. But it also contains 11 essential oils that help reduce inflammation. If I can help, you know, as a nurse, I know if I can reduce inflammation and I can reduce pain, I can speed healing mm -hmm. much faster. So that's the way I formulated it is to reduce the inflammation, increase blood flow. When you increase blood flow, you increase oxygen delivery and increase detoxification, removing waste products. So it increases the blood flow and it's also going to help uh, reduce the inflammation. Okay. So that is what it does. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body. Welcome to Quantum Upgrade, 
This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Uh, there's an element of biohacking that says, what's the return on investment? And uh, this is, uh, I'd focus really heavily in the first chapter of my last book on this. And it's like, look, you could spend all day, every day, just on your mouth. I mean, if you wanted to have, you know, the Lamborghini of teeth, you really could. Of course, you might have problems with dating life. Uh, you might not have a job, right? Because you could consume everything. And so I tried oil pulling when I first learned about this years ago. I even shared some information on it. And it does work. You literally take a tablespoon of oil. You're recommending olive oil, which I haven't seen a lot of people do. Most people, it's coconut or some people even do it with uh, MCTs. But, you know, you sit there like, you know, just swishing for 20 minutes. That's 20 minutes. You don't get back, right? It's not very pleasant, right? And for me, the ROI on that has never been high enough to do it regularly. It's like if something's wrong, I would do it. But no. However, your point that says, hey, what if you just use the clay to get either all or many of the same effects of that, and then it took a minute or two while you're brushing your teeth, it's that that constant improvement. How do we do, how do we get the results we want in less time? And that's what I like about how you're putting it together, because like, save me time, and, and I will spend money to save time. Most people will, or most people will expend energy to save time, uh, because you only have so much of it. So thank you for just saying straight up, Here's what oil pulling is, but what if you just did this other thing? It's better or at least as good. Um, so I, it's that mindset is at the core of biohacking. I'm all about, um, you know, I don't want people to, like with oil pulling and, and a lot of health practices, I don't want it to become such a burden in your day. We're already exhausted. We're already overscheduled. So for me, what I wanted to do, you're, you're brushing your teeth anyway for two minutes, right? right? Everybody raise your hand, right? Two minutes twice a day, right? So if I just switch what you're using, I can impact your health profoundly. And I'm not asking you to add anything to your day. Get rid of the mouthwash. I don't know if you want to talk about mouthwash, but get rid of the mouthwash. mouthwash, (laughs) Get rid of the mouthwash. It's probably killing you um, along with your dental products if, if if they contain the wrong things. But if I can just make the switch, I'm not adding anything to your day. I'm just literally giving you the better products. Let's talk about what is bad in toothpaste specifically. Okay. Oh, how much time do you have? 
<laughs> Give me the short version. Okay, so I'm not really going to go into fluoride because most people know that fluoride's not good for your teeth. But okay. fluoride number one, triclosan is in a lot of dental products, and triclosan it will kill your good bacteria. It's an antibiotic, right? Right. It's like, so if you're brushing your teeth with something that has triclosan in it, think about it this way. It's like brushing your mouth, brushing your teeth, or taking an antibiotic twice a day for life. What does an antibiotic for one week do to your gut? It destroys it. What do you think brushing your teeth twice a day with triclosan or an antibiotic-like substance is doing to your mouth? Same thing, destroying your microbiome. Triclosan is another one. Okay, and then sodium lauryl sulfates, SLS, is mm. another one that's going to destroy your microbiome. Glycerin. If you say, I'm okay, I'm using a natural product, you better double check. If glycerin is in your dental products, glycerin is like a Band-Aid or saran wrap. It puts a coating on your teeth so you don't feel the sensitivities or the demineralization. And glycerin will prevent minerals from getting back into your teeth. So it's going to not allow your teeth to be as strong. Ultimately, your teeth are going to lose minerals. You're going to be more prone to cavities. Wait a minute. How long does that glycerin stay on your teeth? So the studies have said about 19 to 20 good swishes. So whatever that means for you. I don't know what that means for everybody. But for some people, when they have sensitive teeth, what they tell me is I had sensitive teeth. I would brush my teeth and my sensitivity would go away. And then in the evening, my teeth would start to get sensitive to it again. But then it was time to brush my teeth again. So I oh, don't wow. know. So it's lasting all day. It can. It can. Because if you think about it, you're not really... So swishing means you're moving something, liquid or something between. So eating food might remove a little bit of it. But, um, you know... It, it's all dependent. I'm not here to say glycerin is going to last all day for you, but if glycerin's in your dental products, it's preventing any minerals from getting in your teeth for a certain amount of time. So whatever that time frame would be. I did not know that. Yeah. And it's in a lot of natural products. So that's the one big light bulb that a lot of people go, oh, But you gosh. can eat glycerin without it harming you as long as it doesn't have propylene glycol and contaminants and it's organic and all that. Yeah, so when I tell people glycerin's not really going to harm you internally, that's not the problem with it in your dental products. Okay. The problem is it's going to not allow the minerals to remit. And if your dental product is promoting that it has minerals in it, but it also has glycerin, so the glycerin is going to prevent those minerals from remineralizing your teeth. So. And, and a quick call out too, if you see something that has PEG, which has glycerin in the name for the G, that is not good for your gut bacteria in general. But I haven't seen problems of eating glycerin in small amounts in foods as long as you're not rubbing down your teeth, which I just learned. And by the way, triclosan, uh, because it's like an antibiotic, there were studies or have been studies because, you know, we all swallow our toothpaste to some degree. So even the tiny amount that you might swallow has been shown to decrease the gut bacteria or harm the gut bacteria. So well, triclosan, triclosan on your hands is shown to reduce your gut bacteria. I mean, like right. that stuff is bad news. It needs to be banned right now. And if right. you're at a company that's manufacturing stuff with triclosan, you're one step below Monsanto and you need to stop. Okay. This has no business in my environment. And I mean, on the planet, not even kidding. Right. All right. Um, the last couple things to avoid in toothpaste, um, especially artificial colors and artificial flavors, even even like uh, stevia. I, I don't even like really sugar components or any kind of artificial components. You don't like stevia? Why would you care? Here's why. It's a brain hack. Do you want the brain hack? Of course. Okay. So here's why. I And I do make a, a monk fruit version of some of my tooth powders and uh, toothpaste. They're, they're the sweet, but monk fruit's an, uh, an antioxidant. It's not really sugar. But I still tell people, if you can do the unsweetened, please do it. Here's why. 
Your brain cannot decipher where something sweet came from. It doesn't know if it's monk fruit, which is an antioxidant, or if it's stevia, or if it's, you know, cane sugar. All your brain knows is it wants more sugar. It likes it. It turns it on. And the next thing you know, you're drinking a latte full of sugar. And the next thing you know, you're stopping to get something else that's full of sugar. And your brain just... So if you're trying to stay healthy, brushing your teeth with sugar is setting you up the first... If that's the first thing you do in the morning and you're brushing your teeth with something that's sweet, if you knock that out, you might be better off on your target weight loss or whatever program you're on, staying where you are, if you just avoid that one thing. I'm going to have to disagree with you outright. Here's why. Tell so me. a lot of people, like if you've, if you've gotten rid of sugar, you can have stevia and it doesn't cause sugar cravings. And, and I, I'm wearing a levels continuous glucose monitor on my arm. Uh, there's no difference in blood sugar for that. But stevia is shown in multiple studies to break up biofilms. It does. Okay. I get that. But what about your brain? Like I'm talking, I'm not talking about in your mouth. I, I don't get cravings from stevia. I, I don't like it very much, but I don't get cravings from it. No, but the, you're not the average person who's eating like sugar. So you're worried it'll trigger a sugar craving. I'm telling people that if you are someone who is literally trying to, like you're struggling with stress and, and weight loss and, and diabetes or anything, if you're struggling with things, maybe what you're brushing your teeth with first thing in the morning, if it's sweet, is setting your brain up to want more, more, more and, and setting off those type of reactions. Okay. Um, I, I, I get you there. So if you're having a problem with cravings and you need to be um, at the start of your journey, I need no sweet flavors at all. Um, there is a purist kind of old, uh, older paleo perspective uh, that says that, you know, just don't get used to sweet flavors. I, I've always been like, hey, use some xylitol. It's good for your teeth anyway. Uh, and it's okay to experience sweet. Just don't get the blood sugar spikes and it's okay to live a little, but sometimes you just have to go cold turkey. And so I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, I could go either way. I, I, I don't object to stevia, um, even though I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't object to it either. I just want people to real and, and for a lot of people there, and I do make, like I said, I make one that has monk fruit in it, um, for kids and for adults that really like that sweeter flavor. Yeah. But you know, if you're someone who really is struggling with something, maybe that's, and, and really brushing your teeth with a non-sweet, my tooth powder is non-sweet. It's our yeah. number one selling flavor is the non-sweet one. It doesn't need to be sweet. My kids use it and like, it tastes like, like minty stuff and they, right. they're completely okay with it. All right. So, so that's what's wrong with toothpaste. We've got glycerin that seals your teeth so they can't get minerals. Um, you've got triclosan, uh, which is just bad news. It's an antibiotic that works systemically uh, and is in like ant soap and stuff like that, right? And then uh, you've got fluoride, which is a big deal. And you've got SLS, uh, which also screws up your, your oral microbiome. So that's a pretty good reason to switch away from, uh, from a toothpaste and go to a powder. The other reason I like a powder um, which is kind of funny is that, oh, back when we actually used to travel, which I did a lot, uh, I would not have to put it in a little baggie and like portion it out and all that stupid stuff. And if you're actually interested in, in protecting the environment, would you rather burn airplane fuel and all that to ship around a paste or a powder? Cause the powder goes a lot further uh, on your brush. So it's actually less packaging and more benefits. So I'm, I'm a fan of the dirty mouth powder. Well, there's environmental reasons that it works better anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So we've now effectively assassinated the vast majority of toothpaste that's out there. Tell me why mouthwash is absolutely the stupidest idea ever, Trina. Well, because as they market it, it kills 99% of bacteria. 
They don't say bad bacteria. They say all bacteria. And that means your good bacteria is dead too. And the main problem with that, and I know there's been studies that have shown with hand soap that you talked about with triclosan and the antibacterial stuff, it takes two weeks for your body to reestablish a good microbiome after the last time you've used it. So the same thing basically happens inside your mouth. It can take up to two weeks after the last time you've used something like mouthwash to reestablish a good microbiome. So what happens when you destroy your good bacteria is that the bad bacteria can grow so rampant in the acidic environment that you're creating. So mouthwashes, especially the ones that contain alcohol, artificial flavors, colors, even some fluoride ones, um, those are going to create a more acidic environment besides the fact that it's just killing everything. And that means that your good bacteria isn't even going to have a chance when you're exposed to it. You're just going to be growing bad bacteria, which ultimately is going to lead to gum disease and cavities. And when you talk about bleeding gums, that alcohol and those harsher ingredients can um, break down your gum tissue. They're caustic or they're harsh to your gum tissue, which can cause your gums to degenerate a little bit. Just because of the alcohol itself. Yeah. And even peroxide, you know, what we, I didn't talk about this with um, dental, like the toothpaste, but another ingredient I tell people to avoid is peroxide, whether it's with teeth whitening systems or with a whitening toothpaste. And, you know, it, when, when you get into how peroxide works, it kind of blows your mind on how it works to whiten your teeth. But when you're talking about the microbiome inside the mouth, it's not good for your microbiome and it's not great for your, your gum tissue either. Do we have evidence that that hydrogen peroxide is bad for your oral bacteria? I thought it killed a lot of the bad guys, but it kept the aerobic guys around. The problem is that uh, I, the blend a lot, you know, it's not usually just peroxide. And I, you don't want I wanna... just rinse with peroxide sometimes if my breath is not doing right. It, like literally, I'll, I'll dilute it so it's around 1.5% and I'll rinse with that. It seems to be okay. But if I'm doing something wrong, you should tell me. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I know what it does with your dental and I know it can destroy some of the good bacteria as well, but, um, you know, doing it once in a while, isn't going to be as caustic as using something that has all the other ingredients with the peroxide. But when you're using it, if, you know, here's the big, the biggest thing that I like to tell people, if you are someone that still has the amalgam or the mercury fillings. Oh Yeah peroxide should complete, and this isn't, nobody knows this. It should be avoided if you have amalgam fillings because the peroxide can break down and leach mercury into, it vaporizes it. There's a vaporizing tooth video on YouTube. One thing that blew me away uh, that I learned about mouthwash, and I haven't used mouthwash in many years. If I need to, I, I, I do use that diluted hydrogen peroxide but not on a, on a super regular basis. Um, I, I have actually brushed with that for a while and I really needed to, to kind of get things cleaner. But um, I've actually noticed I get more whiteness from my teeth from using the powder than if I just only brushed with hydrogen peroxide, I think because it cleans better. Um, I noticed that when I would use an alcohol-based mouthwash, even without the triclosan at all, for a while there, way back in the day, this was like, 14 years ago, I would make my own mouthwash. I'm like, oh, a little bit of vodka, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? Because at least I'm using a good alcohol. But I would get dry eyes, like very routinely, every time I'd use that. And I finally correlated this. I'm like, why are my eyes so dry if I use a mouthwash? Do you know why an alcohol-based mouthwash would give you dry eyes? I don't offhand. Do you know? 
I found a study or a mention of it somewhere that like helped me to figure that out. And I, off the top of my mind, I don't remember what the mechanism was, but it was probably something to do with the microbiome. And then a study came out that, sh- that said alcohol-based mouthwashes were destroying your ability to make nitric oxide, which happens in your saliva from your good bacteria. So that means, oh wait, cardiovascular disease, if you don't have nitric oxide, your blood vessels can't dilate effectively. Oh, and what other part of the body, whether you're a man or a woman, would you like to have your blood vessels dilate at certain times? I wonder, uh, right? So really, right. do you think it's possible that mouthwash could contribute to erectile dysfunction? Of course it can. Everything can. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're destroying your good bacteria, you were ta- the nitric oxide is so important and nobody talks about that, but it's so important um, for overall health as well as your blood pressure control, as well as what you were talking about, erectile dysfunction and all sorts of things. Brain health, everything is related to. Nitric oxide is just like something, it's a component that nobody's talking about, but it really needs to be, there needs to be more discussion about it. If people just learned this and you're saying, oh my God, mouthwash is actually bad for me. Maybe it is contributing to that erectile dysfunction problem. What would you use instead if you want fresh breath? Mouthwash is really bad for you. So you really want to replace it with an oil-based gum serum, something that's going to mix a blend of a small amount of oil with some essential oils that's very concentrated. You're going to be able to put it in your mouth on your gums, and it's going to help establish the good microbiome inside your mouth as well as your gut. The company that I started, Primal Life Organics, established a good gum serum that uses essential oils and olive oil. On the Primal Life blog, you write about something called an orgasm, which is not what you might think. What is an orgasm? An orgasm is the way your mouth feels after you brush with dirty mouth tooth powder. It's super clean, super fresh, and super exciting. All right, so it, it's a uh, it's a different feeling than the sort of hyper sweet stimulation from normal toothpaste, which I haven't used in many years. But yeah, your mouth does feel different when you're done with it. So you're, you're putting words to it. Uh, that's just a great marketing term. Oh, have an orgasm from dirty mouth tooth powder. Like that, that's just marketing brilliance. I got to say, Trina. Ah, oh, thank you. Enjoy your orgasm every morning and night. You have a really cool device, a super biohacking device um, that you guys just came out with. And I, I sent one out in the Dave Asprey box, by the way, daveasprybox.com. If you guys don't know about it or direct message the word box to me, I send out a curated box. You guys had a blue light uh, a tooth whitener, but you have a new one that's way better that you just sent me. Tell me about what that is. All right. Yes. Uh, I love your box, by the way. We get it. Um, so this is the new box. It's brand new. And this one is cordless. So it's cordless. It will plug in, recharge, and you turn it on. And it's either blue light, red light, or a combination. So I can go over what each of those are. Okay, I just have to pause for a second because some people can't see this because they're just listening to audio. This is a cool thing. You You put it in your mouth like it covers your teeth almost like a bite guard, but blue and red light do interesting things in the mouth. Tell me what they do. Okay, red light therapy. If, you know, people use it for their skin, it increases blood flow, reduces inflammation. So for your gums, it's gonna help reduce the inflammation and increase blood flow. So it's really about gum health when you talk about red light. 
The blue light is to help kill the bacteria that causes gum disease, and it will also help whiten the surface of your teeth. And then the combination, you can either do a straight red light. If you're doing straight red light, it's about a five-minute treatment. I usually say put the gum serum on, and you can use the red light. The blue light, you want to use the gel that comes with it or the combination treatment. So the red and the blue light, you want to use the gel because the gel is going to help whiten your teeth. And this is without any peroxide in it. So you've got a replacement for the toxic peroxides. You're using light therapy, which is so cool. And guys, the studies on wound healing and even collagen thickness for red light, they are overwhelming in the amount of data there is for that. It actually does that. People, they get surgery, they use red light, they heal faster. And gee, do you, if you have bleeding gums and you have red light, are they going to stop bleeding and, and grow back and be healthier? Everything that I know about science says absolutely. So when you guys came out, I was like, finally, this is so good. And then being able to use blue light, which I'm going to say toxic blue light, it's toxic in your eyes and your brain. And I don't know that you want to use the blue setting right before bed because it might wake you up. I would just use it in the morning. That's what I do. Yeah. So the combination red and blue is going to target both your gums and your whitening. Yep. That's what I do in the morning. Yep. Yep. And it's perfect. And then as you mentioned, the gel is peroxide free so that it's not going to be damaging to your enamel, but it's also not going to damage any of your gum tissue and your, your microbiome. So the, perox- the peroxide free gel that I created has the blend of clay in it. It has an olive oil base for all the benefits we already talked about, and it has essential oils in it that's also going to help with your microbiome and your gum tissue. So this is really resetting your mouth and whitening your teeth from the outside, which is really what you want. Ultimately, when your enamel's thicker, you have better dental checkups. You have less chance of getting cavities. You have less plaque buildup that we talked about. You really don't suffer from everyday uh, bad breath. So when you get rid of those things, ultimately the inside starts to heal a little bit faster or a little bit better because you don't have to, you're not as full of the inflammatory markers that your body has to take care of. Well, that definitely is a straight up pitch uh, for an awesome new product. And guys, you know that I, I regularly bring new biohacking technologies onto the show and all. And so there's a deep ancestral knowledge about how teeth actually work, that they have a circulatory system. And I didn't know some of the details about whitening strips. Uh, I'm probably less bullish on peroxide than I was uh, at the beginning of this. I still think there might be an occasional rinse with very, very weak peroxide, but uh, I don't think it's even necessary. I haven't done it in a long time since I started using your stuff, but I know if I'm like, what is going on in there? You know, I have the worst breath ever. Um, I would do it still, uh, but only after the other stuff didn't work. But what I did not have was any whitening strips. So I haven't done any whitening in a long time. And you just literally gave me the technology way to do it. And also, we talked about that swishing thing, you know, with oil, oil pulling. It takes 20 minutes. You have to leave those strips on for a long time. Then you're like, you're talking like this, and it's not nice. So here we're talking five minutes uh, where you put where you put the Primal Life, what do you that's, call that thing? That's the red light. This is, this is the real white teeth whitening. The red light is five minutes. The treatment for the blue light will be about 20 minutes. So just 20 minutes with the gel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. But here's the hack. Here's the hack. 20 minutes. So I've had customers, and I do this myself after a customer told me, she does it when she's making dinner because she's a snacker. Like, I do that. When I'm cutting up vegetables, one goes in my mouth, one goes on the plate. So by the time I sit down to dinner, I feel like I have to eat my plate, and now I'm not full. 
So, or I'm not hungry. So put this in your mouth when you're making dinner and you can't eat and you can't talk. That's the only two things you can't do when you're doing, when you're doing it. So that's a good hack. Well, because uh, you're awesome uh, and because this is your second time on Bulletproof Radio, you've got a whole dental detox kit. So guys, if you want to get your mouth upgraded with all of the stuff you would use to fix your mouth biome, which as you just heard is as important as your gut biome, it feeds your gut biome. You got to get the bad stuff out and put the good stuff in, remineralize, all that kind of stuff. Um, Primal Life has put together an offer for you guys where you can save $40 off a 60-day supply or you can save up to $150 by going for a full six-month everything you need for your mouth. So all you got to do is go to dentaldetoxbox.com and they'll just hook you up with everything. This is the kind of stuff that I use in my own mouth. And the difference is my teeth are wider. I can feel the difference. I don't have bad breath. I didn't have it before, to be perfectly honest, but the stuff works and my mouth feels healthy. That idea of an orgasm, I don't, don't know that it's quite that strong, but I'll tell you, it's very different than you know, brushing with xylitol and all this sort of homemade stuff that I would try to do before. So this is the real deal based on real science. You heard from Trina and you heard why it works, how it works, and you learned a bunch of practices that you don't want to do anymore. Even if you don't go for this, I will tell you, this is what my kids use, this is what I use, what my wife uses, it's good stuff. Trina, thank you for educating me on some stuff I didn't know. The whole peroxide debate there is new information to me, and just for going really deep and being obsessive about oral and dental care, because someone had to do it, and well, that was you. Well, thanks, Dave. I love chatting with you anytime. So uh, thanks for having me on. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Throw out your mouthwash, right? If that was the one thing you did to make your life better today, that's probably the right thing to do. And yeah, maybe you want to go for the, the dental detox kit. That's a good idea too. But even if you don't, it's okay. Just be more conscious of what you put in your mouth. You wouldn't spray hand sanitizer in your mouth. You shouldn't use mouthwash. It's just not good for you. And you shouldn't use normal toothpaste for all the reasons we went through. So there's a lot of things that are very low behavior change. Look, toss out the bad stuff, put in the good stuff. The behavior doesn't change after that. So these are the things that take the least effort that have high returns. And those are the things that are the best biohacks of all. Have an awesome day. 